0: Welcome to Kitchen Table Conversations, a series of short and shareable conversation starters for those of us who have or love and support people with a complicated and beautiful brain. Here's your host, Angela Geddes. Hi, everyone, and welcome to another edition of Kitchen Table Conversations. Today's topic, we're going to focus a little bit around some trials and tribulations that uh, those of us in the helping profession kind of see on a regular basis. And um, again, I think we're going to talk a little bit about bias. It was interesting because I, I always wake up and I have a cup of coffee and I review some of the um, the daily news and and uh, check out what is going on within the helping profession and my colleagues and, and friends through social media and uh, do a little bit of a um, a check-in and and add to things as I can to be be helpful and to continue in my efforts to build capacity. And I was struck by a post earlier today that spoke about how we do continually need to check in on our own biases around mental health versus physical health and and then to recognize that they both go hand-in-hand and we can't really take care of one without taking care of the other. But yet, for whatever reason... Physical health and the obvious uh, conditions that people present with are just so much more easily understood and accepted by just about everyone. And so, you know, again, for those who've been following me, you do know that my effort is to support hidden conditions and hidden and misunderstood people and disabilities And I will continue to do that. But I need to tell everyone that this does become tiring sometimes. Um, I've had multiple conversations lately with a number of service providers who are feeling like their efforts are being um, resisted and dismissed and kind of shut down. And part of it is, you know, system issues. A lot of it is... um, really not understanding some of the complexities that certainly are attached to complex mental health and and also uh, neurodevelopmental conditions, which are, you know, the evidence is very clear. We are still um, new in our research and our understanding. Um, and the evidence, as I said, is very clear that social workers and frontline providers and physicians are really Admittedly, not confident or competent in their ability to assess, diagnose, support, and treat people who present differently. Um, So, you know, I see this in my practice on a daily basis, and I see the cost to the emotional cost to families and individuals is um, devastating. But also, like the financial cost to our system seems to be so high, yet again, there seems to be this resistance to doing things differently. I have said many times to many parents and caregivers that, um, you know, kids don't need stellar parents in order to be successful and to recognize typical social norms and to be able to manage quite successfully in their social and emotional and behavioral health and academically, etc., What they do need is, you know, some consistency, uh, a warm place to sleep, some good food and some somebody who believes in them. And I think that, uh, you know, we all know that that helps to support resiliency. And when we see really complicated behaviors and when typically parent, typical parenting strategies aren't working, well, then we have to look at doing things differently. I mean, that's just the way it is. And the same goes for our systems. And so I feel, you know, kind of even awkward expressing, you know, some level of frustration from a professional point of view, because I support families and caregivers on the daily that are met with, um, you know really pretty harsh bias and really harsh uh dismissal from um professionals within the system and there is a tendency to to blame parents for the condition that their you know their child is is currently experiencing or their family dynamic um and the problems that are often um brought to the attention of some of our support systems in the area of justice, in the area of mental health, in the area of special education, for example, um, or, you know, housing needs or or housing insecurity, that kind of thing. So it it just seems to be that, um, you know, if we just would have done things differently, if people would just follow the treatment plans, if people would just you know, be there for their kids and parent with, uh, with love and consistency, then everything would be, would be okay. I mean, I, I support people all the time and it's interesting because I have some people coming into my office and, and they're saying, you know, I don't feel sorry for those homeless people. I just, you know, I didn't have anything growing up. Um, but I just had to, you know, buck up and, and, find my way i didn't have any support at all and i did it so i think all of them out there could do it too and yes if um if people have the cognitive capacity and um the ability to regulate their emotions to plan and organize with success if they were able to because their brain allowed them to um reason and problem solve efficiently, then yeah, they would be able to make it themselves and and find that uh, tenacity and resilience um, needed in order to, uh, to fit into our social cultures. However, it's not that simple. And and this is where I'm saying it. It is simple in the fact that when people are not successful, we have to change the environment. And we have to explore a different way to get to the same place. I also understand that people only know what they know and people don't know what they don't know. And that goes for people in the helping profession as well. So... I get it that when there's something new um, to to people and when there is somebody coming into a meeting or a school uh, planning or treatment um, planning meeting, uh, when there's somebody new coming in suggesting that we have to do things differently, that immediately evokes some discomfort in the people who've been working so hard to develop plans um, for the same reasons that that I am or other people are, right? We're we're looking for more positive outcomes for individuals and families. So we're all doing it. But we have to be able to be open to learn from one another and to to take some risks and to recognize that when we're doing the same thing again and again, expecting different results, well, it's up to us um, to recognize that that's not working anymore. So again, I feel a little awkward sharing my discomfort or my distress over the last little bit and seeing some of this uh, and experiencing some of the dismissal or the resistance to change. Um, because I see families struggle. But the reason why I'm uncomfortable with it is because I don't experience it near to the degree that families and caregivers do. So I will continue on my path to build system capacity and to do some advocating for families so that people are not put into the justice system unfairly when people are not interviewed uh, without legal counsel and in particular when these people do struggle with a neurodevelopmental disability which means that their memory is inconsistent, their um, processing of information and their recall is just not necessarily accurate. Um, So people are spending time uh, again and money within the justice system that's not necessarily fair or it's just not helpful. Um, When we see families fall apart as a result of misunderstandings or you know allegations being made that were not necessarily 100% accurate and again the blame and the shame for behaviors that are really really puzzling so I will continue to do that kind of advocacy and do what I can to um, support caregivers And individuals in a good way that helps to ensure that there are fewer wrong doors and that people are better understood and supported in ways that are going to be relevant and helpful. I recognize that I certainly do not have all the answers, but I am uh, very open to learn, and I've always said that the learning, the most meaningful learning, that I have had to date is from the individuals and the caregivers and the family members that walk this walk every single day. So I encourage everyone to take some time to challenge our own biases, to recognize that we have a lot to learn. And then also if you wish, or if you know somebody that might be interested, um, check out my website for some more free resources. Again, my book is there to, and I I wrote the book to help broaden the audience to help, um, you know, identify when what we think is mental health and parenting problems might also be related to a neurodevelopmental condition. Often it's related to prenatal exposures and given the role that alcohol plays in our culture today it's you know oftentimes um, what we're seeing is conditions that are related to prenatal alcohol exposure so we do need to do more because when we know better we can do better and that goes for our system and our providers in child welfare again in justice and in healthcare and in mental health care so let's keep spreading the word and again check out my website I do have some uh, I'm very excited about an acceptance commitment therapy group that's aimed towards caregivers specifically of kids who are quite spirited and who do have some puzzling emotional and behavioral presentations so check that out and and please feel free to share that if if you know of anybody who may benefit and I'm also um, developing a program uh, or a couple of group opportunities to support those of us in the helping profession as well because I think that our You know, we do, we need, we do really need to support each other. I, I wrote an email the other day and when I was feeling quite uh, an us against them sort of a a feel to the meeting and a, a blame and a shame and again, dismissed myself with with um, what I wanted to bring to the table in, in an effort to be helpful. What I said at the end of the meeting is that this is really hard work and this is uh, it's emotional for us too. We wouldn't be in this role if we didn't care deeply and want what's best for individuals and families. So what we need is to offer each other compassion and openness and maybe even a warm virtual hug. So there will be a group um and some workshops to help support those of us in the helping profession as well. So stay tuned for more details around that. In the meantime, I hope this conversation goes back to your kitchen tables. And with many thanks, Angela.